so it's things like that really and and you know finding everybody's where, where is everyone's perfect sweet spot you know and, and, and putting things on that that people will be you know excited about taking part in rather than putting the fear of god into them by saying well this weekend we're going on a hundred mile bike ride yeah. you'll, you'll also be in line for it you know it's all these yeah. other little things that then stop people yeah. going i'm all right thanks you know yeah we live in challenging times times in which we are less active than ever before in which obesity rates are soaring and the medical system is struggling to cope. Here at Orphe Active, we are on a mission to get more people more active more often. But we can't do this alone, so we're speaking with numerous impactful and inspirational people within the sports, health and fitness industry, and together they'll help us understand the significance of a healthy lifestyle and how it can change our lives for the better. This is Orphe Hangouts. So with this podcast, what we're trying to do is interview inspirational and aspiring people within the sports and health industry um, to really help people educate and, and, and sort of understand the different ways that they can get active and healthy. And obviously, um, your background suits perfectly for that because, you know, let's face it, like most of your career, you've been involved in sport and, and, and yeah, yeah. active, right? Um, yeah. So maybe first just introduce how you, you know, that come about, like, is that something you were always passionate about or, you know, how, how did you get into mm -hmm. getting people active like that? Well, I suppose um, it, it goes back way, way, way back um, to when I, I was, uh, well, as close as you can be a pro basketballer in this, in this country. Um, okay. When I say pro basketball, I think I, I got paid in a pair of trainers and a kit bag once. Um, so that's <laughs> that's pretty good got for the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. There was no cash involved, that's for sure. Um, and I think, really, for me, it was about the, the difference that sport made. So, you know, I was that kid at school, really, that was there to sort of entertain the masses, Um you know, and, and, and the actual schoolwork was a secondary thing. And then when I, when I got involved in basketball, um, that that kind of you know there was this thing that I was going to go and play in the NBA. So you know wh why would I need GCSEs and all that kind of yeah. stuff? Because I was going to be a multi-millionaire living in South Beach, you know. So um, didn't didn't really you know do that well at school, um, but found that once once I started playing and you know played for Manchester and I, I did a bit of international stuff as well. That 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 really was the catalyst for for my learning. Really, and that, you know found that sport gave me a lot of things that school didn't give me so you know um yeah well I, I think you know with, with my first job when I started working with the Giants you know they're just just things like you know IT skills and you know I, I pretty much left school with a couple, a couple of GCSEs but nothing that you know <laughs> nothing earth-shattering it certainly wasn't yeah. going to get me into university or any sort of further education so a lot of the the discipline I took out of sport really you know gave me that drive once I left school and left education to to sort of self-teach myself, you know, um, whether it was IT skills or, you know, writing letters to people to come on camps and all those kind of things. Because after I finished playing, I started coaching and um, that's really where, you know, things really took off and I started to get this real passion for working in the, as it was then, the sports sector. Mm -hmm. um, it's now more about physical activity and moving, but you know, then it was about working for Basketball England or setting up my own basketball clubs or uh, seven years working at the Manchester Giants. Um, 
all those things gave me the grounding really for where I am now and, and, and working for greater sport. Okay. And so when you were working with basketball, kind of transitioning from a player to a coach and all that, what mm -hmm. have you seen throughout those years, both from kids and from the parents and overall mm -hmm. mindset on kind of the importance of sport? I think that the the number of kids that I've I've taught that I see myself in, you know, it's you know that that sort of um, I suppose I've now got that experience of that I, I, I surprisingly didn't end up in the NBA, uh, which came as a shock to everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, although my coaches will tell you otherwise. That um, you know, and it's that thing where I think there's a stat about the number of kids that play football in this country, only 1% of them will, or, or something like that will ever play in the Premier League. And, yeah, and I the suppose statistics that, are incredible, yeah. Yeah, and, and I suppose it was the same really for basketball, that you you would be told, you know, there's a real chance you could do really well out of this, you could go to the States, you could play college, you could do this, you could do that. But no one really went, you know what, John, it might be some, a really good idea if you worked hard at school or you got some yeah. qualifications or, you know you thought of a plan B. So all through my coaching, I always, I always talked about, you know, I wanted people to have a, you know, that dream of, you know, playing, a, playing in the States or wherever it was, but also to have a plan B, which I think was really, really important. And definitely the bit that I missed out on. And, you know, I, I said when I joined Greater Sport that the first, the first four years of that for me was about, uh, that was almost my degree. That was me doing my degree and, and, and getting up to speed with, you know what you needed to to work in this world really yeah um but that's that was my thing that i'd always talk to parents about i'd always talk to the kids about was make sure there's a plan b know what you're going to do if, if that dream doesn't come off yeah i mean i saw a recent statistic um that there are about 15 million people in the uk that do sport or exercise at least once a week mm. which sounds great right i mean mm. that's a lot of people but at the same token that's only about 20 percent of yep. the whole UK's population. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, yeah, we, it's funny. I've just got off a call now where we were talking about something pretty similar that, you know, while we're in this situation, you know, everyone's entitled to go out to their one, their, their one piece of activity a day and get outside. And there was a number of us saying that, you know, th those numbers don't seem to be increasing, you know. So when, you, when we go out on our, we'll go out on our walk later on, you're seeing the same people and you're seeing the same number of people, you know, and yeah. I think there's a thing where the messaging around, you know, the benefits of, of that healthy lifestyle and, and being active, maybe they're not getting through. And, you know, there's also that we talk about in the workplaces stuff we do that there's, there's around 25% of people that, you know, are, are currently doing less than 30 minutes of, of moderate activity a week. And if you think about, what that looks like you know moderate activity and they're not doing that that's a really hard thing to do and there's all other you know things in there around you know people could have long-term health conditions and there, there could be other factors affecting that um but there is a there is a cohort of people within that 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 25 percent that are just not they're just not interested they're not they're not seeing the benefits of it they're not seeing that you know, by being healthier, you live longer and you have a you know better life and you you know more access to things. And you know, there's a part where you know maybe that message isn't getting through, and and that's where um, at Greater Sport we're we're working really really hard to 
to work with you know people across the life course really because we look at people from you know from birth right through to um, you know later stages in life and um, through start well develop well live well age well so we're looking after people across yeah. that life course and how we can encourage them through different programs or activities um, you know working with our partners whether it's the local councils or GM active or you know the national governing bodies of sport the one good thing about Greater Manchester is we've got so many brilliant partners that are all working with us to make this a little bit easier. But, you know, we've really got to work on that messaging. Mm. So would you say that's like kind of the biggest barrier is just really pushing <clears throat> the right message, a very kind of understandable message, or is there something else? Yeah, and I, and I alluded to it a little earlier as well, because when I, when I started in this world, it was about, it was about sport, you know, mm. and, you know, sport has almost, you know, and over the last couple of years, it's probably become a bit of a, a toxic word to some that, you know, there's so many bad memories associated with sport, whether it was bad experience at, you know, PE, if you have the wrong PE teacher, yeah. then that, that set you up for life, basically. I, I was really, really lucky in that, all my PE teachers were brilliant, uh, you know, and almost godlike to me because I, I was that guy. But, you know, to some, they had really, you know, bad experiences. And when I was going into schools coaching, you, you saw the number of kids sat out, not not taking part. And, you know, the, some were claiming illness, but a lot of them just, you know, you could see they just they just weren't bought into it. They, they didn't yeah. want to take part. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got that to overcome. You know, there's, there's this real bad experience that's happened and that's where you know the wording and the language has changed so we started with sport we went to move you know physical activity but even that sets up the the, the imagery around what well physical activity sounds like you know something hard some, some yeah it sounds yeah. it sounds hard so now yeah. it's we're at a stage now where we're asking people to move more you know and that's that that yeah. that makes it a little bit easier you know so when you start thinking about moving more well actually that that could just be me taking the stairs or going for a walk yeah but yeah i think one of the biggest things is that if you're not interested if if you're you didn't have the correct teacher the you know the good experience mm. before it is quite hard to get yeah. back into it and yeah. um it is a bit of a challenge to portray the right information mm. um do you think there's enough information out there especially when it comes to showcasing and and, and letting people know of the different ways that they can get active because sometimes it feels like when you tell somebody to move, that means go out for a run. If you tell somebody mm. to take up sport, oh, that's football or gym. Yeah, like, do you reckon yeah. there's there's enough information showing that there's a, um, a lot more diverse than that? Yeah, and I, I, I do think that's yeah, that it's something that we're working really hard on. So you know, the, the the stuff with the that counts campaign currently is about the things that do count and don't count towards your you know your 30 minutes a day so um you know there's a lot in there about you you're walking and you you know what you can do at work and you know just a lot of stuff around you know changing that 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 sort of mythology around going for a run or you know that really intense or oh, i have to join this club and do this many miles a week and all and in most cases it's not not about that and you know there's a lot of people that we need to you know, I talk about the workplaces stuff and there will be people in the world that get, you know, really excited about going doing Tough Mudder or a 10K or a 100-mile bike ride. But there's also, I mean, that's not for me. And I'm in that, you know, I'm in that world, you know. So I'm somewhere in the middle down to the bottom where 
I could easily sit on the couch all day eating crisps and drinking coke. Yeah. And I'd, be, I'd be really And I think that's most that. of us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then there's a realization that you go, actually, that's just not that great for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, um, you know, I do a lot of, you know, whether it's going to the gym or, you know, exercise bike, whatever it is, you know, that it's, it's the simplest stuff that we need to start getting the message out. So it's not, we're not putting people off with the theory of having to go and do a, a an obstacle course over a load of mud, yeah. which you know this, for most people is an absolute horror story. But for others, absolutely love it, and, and we'll yeah. go and do it. So, what, what what have you seen are the kind of the biggest misconceptions when you're telling them to go out and move and be active? Yeah, I mean that the one we use the one we use a lot is um, you know with my workplaces hat on. So. You'll go out. You'll talk to CEOs. You'll you'll talk to you know um, HR people, health and wellbeing um, people in workplaces, and they'll go. We've got this really great offer, you know, and you know it will be those things that I just mentioned. It will be oh, the boss loves a cycle ride, you know. So mm-hmm. he organised this 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 event for us to go to, uh, and only four people turned up. And go, mm-hmm. yeah, they were your cyclists, right? And it's like, well, yes, actually, or you know, they'll use a ten k for team building. Well. I won't be there because I'm not a runner and I'm certainly not a 10K runner, so I'm not going to do that. You know, and then again, the, you know, the thing around the tough mudder thing, oh, it'll be a laugh. I did it. It was one of the worst experiences of my life, <laughs> you know, but I'm surrounded by people that loved it. It just yeah. wasn't right. It wasn't right for me. So there's a thing where we have to find what are the, what are the right activities for people mm-hmm. and where do we find the level that every, you know, everybody has got something where they, the primary schools where you know we, we take the kids out of class we um you know we, we whether it's a track or around the playground or around the field or whatever it is just let them out for 15 minutes to do a to do a mile a day and they come back in and they're reinvigorated and they're ready to learn again so it's things like that really and and you know finding everybody's where where is everyone's perfect sweet spot you know and and, and putting things on that that people will be you know, excited about taking part in rather than putting the fear of God into them by saying, well, this weekend we're going on a 100-mile bike ride. Yeah. You'll, you'll also be in Lycra. You know, it's all these yeah. other little things that they stop people yeah. going, I'm all right, thanks. You know? yeah. So you went, So your biggest focus right now, um, as I understand, is workplaces and getting them active, right? Yeah. Um, which is... Let's face it. I mean, there's such a big mixture of different people. That's quite a challenging mm-hmm. undertaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, just give me a bit of an insight. What does your day to day usually look like when you're trying to achieve something like that? Uh, we, you're right. There is a, there's a huge difference in the in the people that are all all in work, and you know that reflects in that you know when we look at the, the stats, there's. 65% of people in work would class themselves as active. So they're, they're doing 150 minutes mm. a week. Um, and of course, the reflection on that is they're in work, you know, they've probably got, you know, a, a, an income that, you know, is enabling them to pay for gym memberships and all those other kind of things as well. Um, but it's about changing, you know, for us, it's about changing the perception of what an active workplace is. So right. it's not just, you know, it goes back to what I was just saying, really. It's, it's about putting things in place that enable people to be active during their day. So it could be that we start talking about walking meetings. So rather than, which is you know difficult at the moment, you can't take your laptop around with you on your one hour walk or whatever you do. But, you know, in normal circumstances, do you really need to have your one-to-one 
sat at a desk in a room with no windows. No, you don't. You can mm. go for a walk outside. You can go wherever you need to go. You know, so it's just changing those things about, you know, how many times have you been into an office building where you've gone to reception and said, I'm meeting such and such a body, and they go, yes, he's on the fourth floor and the lifts are just over there. They never, ever tell you about where the stairs are. So they don't even give you yeah. the option of taking the stairs. It's always that, that preconditioned, he must want to use the, the lifts, the lifts in the quickest way. Things, yeah. I want to get a couple of extra steps in. So it's just changing those little bits, bit by bit, and you know, you know, a lot of people have table tennis tables in their but their buildings now, and all these other little bits of equipment that you can use, which are all great. They're not the entire answer to the problem, um, but if they're there, it just enables you to have that five minutes away from your desk, mm. come back refreshed, ready to go again. And ultimately, we're all going to be a little bit more productive if if we're doing that. If we're sat looking at a monitor for eight hours a day. We're yeah. going to be lethargic, especially after lunchtime when you see yourself starting to just wind down for the day. If there are things that we can do during the day that help us stay refreshed and happy and productive, then ultimately the boss becomes happy as well because he starts to, he or she starts to see their, um, their numbers rising. Yeah. I really like the idea of having like walking meetings. That's, mm. that's something I don't do. Uh, that's, that's quite a good idea. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm quite curious. So for, for workplaces that actually adapt stuff like that, what what have you seen in terms of feedback and, and, and maybe changes within the workplace? What have you seen from, from yeah, that? Yeah, and it, you know, we've got to be honest, this is early days on it yet, um, and the impact of all this is, is something that we're now working on with employers to say, you know, it's great that we put all this stuff in place, but actually, has it had an impact on your sickness rates? Has it brought your sick pay numbers down? Has it, you know, has productivity risen? Are your staff happier? So we're putting things into whether it's you know staff surveys or we've got our own surveys now that will be available through our active toolkit, um, where we'll be able to measure that. You know, there's anecdotal stories of, uh, you know, we've done a lot of work with the DWP and you know anecdotal stuff there about how people are happier and they are taking up these options. But really, what we want to get into is the the, the facts and figures of it. You know how. How is it increasing activity rates? How is it you know, impacting on that sickness figure or absenteeism and those kind of things? So, you know, in the next, hopefully in the next six months or so, we'll start being able to bring back good stories of, of workplaces that have started implementing this. Because like I say, we're, we're at the, the very early days of it at the moment. Yeah. No, I can imagine that's, and yeah, that's quite hard to measure at some point as well. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to touch on as well, um, is we can't deny the fact that sports overall as a concept and you know when you're watching it when you you know watching a, a documentary or whatever of somebody else being active that a lot of times wants you to go out and try it and then be active yourself mm-hmm. um now that this year's um most of this year's sporting events including the olympics mm-hmm. have been either cancelled or postponed how do you think that will impact people getting active from those type of, of activities? So one of one of my big things is around that that imagery in the first place. So mm. if you're in that say 25-30% of people that are inactive, seeing you know Mo Farah or you know someone of that ill performing at that level, is that actually is that achievable for you in the first place? So there's a there's a 
so yeah there's a, the, the thing around you know these these big um sporting events or sports stars are they actually the catalyst to to get people moving in the first place so you know you look back at the 2012 olympics when we were told that was going to be the the catalyst for the whole of the the uk suddenly taking up a sport or mm. whatever it was and, and that that really didn't happen you know the there was a, a slight change, but it was it wasn't huge, and it certainly wasn't what was expected. So there's a part where actually, do these big things have have the effect we want them to? But maybe with everything that's going on right now, and we're being asked to, you know, make sure you get your your one day activity, and maybe this will have a bigger impact than those sporting events anyway. Because if people get into a routine of of going out and feeling the benefits of that 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 one walk or that one run or one cycle or whatever they're doing maybe that will be the thing that actually triggers people to start doing a little bit more rather than you know the euros or the cricket or whatever it is you know so it's going to be interesting over the next couple of months to see to see how that how, how that works and, and whether it does pick things up and, and then of course next year next summer i've got a huge summer of sport so yeah if this one hour a day or whatever it is you know doesn't work then then maybe next year we'll have a huge summer of sport and that will so you know either way we're going to find out and to be fair you know there is this um not necessarily stigma but um um i guess culture of if you're going to watch a football match or basketball match or whatever it may be you'll get a beer you'll get some chips you'll get you know <laughs> all the junk food you can eat because it's yeah. that kind of an occasion. Um, yeah, yeah. So sometimes it actually has a negative effect a bit on that you're because right, yeah. you're just there to ent be entertained yeah. Um, yeah. more than anything. Um, yeah, yeah. But now that we're very constrained because of coronavirus, um, and obviously this is unprecedented to ev everybody, most mm -hmm. people kind of now are adapting to that kind of lifestyle, but it is quite difficult still. Um, yeah. How do you think that affects people being active and healthy? Do you think people are going to be taking kind of the fact that they need to be healthy and active a bit more seriously, or is there going to be something different? Yeah, and you know, and this was again, this a conversation that we were we were kind of having a bunk, a bunch, a bunk, I can't get the words out. Uh, it was a conversation we were having with a, a bunch of us yesterday, where you know we were we were saying just that it was. Will this be the catalyst for people to start thinking about their health a little bit more, and you know, putting themselves in a you know a much a much better position? Because when we we look at the awfulness that's happening at the moment, yeah, there was yeah, there seems to be underlying health conditions and long term health conditions seem to be playing quite a, a you know a big role in in the people that are really struggling with this. So. Is there something going forwards where if we take better better care of ourselves, it'll it'll almost make us a little bit more immune to these these kind of things? And I'm not in this this particular field, but you know, I'd like to think even if it isn't you know COVID nineteen next time, if it's it's just your general life, if we're in better shape and we're looking after ourselves, it gives ourselves a better chance, really. So hopefully, it'll act as a bit of a trigger for some. And it'll, you know this 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 one you know this this advice around getting out at least once well once a day let's not say at least once a day um, getting out once a day will be the the thing that hopefully triggers them to yeah. to do a little bit more. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm an optimist myself most of the time. So even from this, I remember just sitting there and kind of 
appreciating the fact that what's happening right now because we all know it's temporary obviously it's mm. it's sad to see what's going on but as you said um you know all the most of the deaths that are happening have quite significant underlying issues already um yeah. and i really kind of am hopeful that you know i see a lot of people that have never seen you know running now you know and trying mm -hmm. to be active and yeah. and all that and and then i think it, it is you know it is reminding us of how fragile we all can be um, and just, you know being grateful for the fact that you can go out for a run for a walk that there are a lot of different ways to be active mm. you know mm. whatever your situation is yeah um, so it is yeah it is twofold at the end of the day I yeah reckon. and it's quite interesting because the flip side is that there are a lot of people actually now who are, are using you know <laughs> using this as an excuse to to get themselves fit and I, i've seen one or two people running around who you know probably haven't done much running before actually and you know there's a again a couple of us were talking the other day about that now about the number of people reporting to a and e who are doing themselves a mischief because they're either picking up weights that are too heavy for them yeah. or they're going for a run where it's too long for them and that's where that that messaging around just you know let's keep it simple everybody you know if, yeah. if you're used to doing that kind of activity then by all means carry on doing it but if if this is new to you then let's start easy build it up and you know who knows by the end of this you know you might be in a position where you can start taking it a bit more seriously but in the meantime i think you know let's 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 stick to what we're what we're good at and yeah. um, you know at, at the right level for you don't don't try pushing it too hard so for somebody that's listening right now and they want to get more active, healthy, um, obviously this situation right now is a bit limiting to do that. Um, mm. And maybe some people are even afraid because they don't have the knowledge of how to do things and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Could you give some advice to those people both during this lockdown and kind of once everything calms down of like the yeah. first steps that you could take? To, to yeah, um, the first thing I would visit is um, our marketing team have pulled together a really good resource on our website. So if you go to um, www.greatsport.co.uk, um, on our front page is a, a piece there about um, ways to keep yourself moving during all of this. Um, and there's some right. really good, um, you know, whether it's apps or programs, projects, and, and real good evidence-based ways of of getting yourself active and or I should say moving more yeah um, during this time so that that would be my first you know my first piece of advice would be to do that um you know and then there's, there's things like um sport england have got a new campaign out um which is um stay in workout so if you go on twitter or any of your social media channels and look up hashtag stay in uh, workout you'll be able to follow other people that are doing exactly the same as you or they may give you inspiration to do a little bit more or, you know, copy what they're doing. And yeah. again, you know, it's the, it's the, the simple stuff to start with. And um, so, yeah, so if it's particular sports or clubs or those kind of things, you know, a quick Google search will give you what you need. So, um, you know, the FA have all their county uh, FAs across the country, so their, you know, club or whatever it is. And, um, so there's loads of ways, you know, to to do it, and you know, there's the this girl cam campaign, huge campaign that's that's helped loads of women and girls get back into sport. 
uh, or activity and you know there are things like back to netball which are hugely popular and yeah. um, one that I know you're aware of like NBA 40 you know the work they're doing for you know over 40s getting back into basketball and things like that so there's loads of these things out there um, and there's lots of simple ways of, of, of getting involved and you know there's people like Joe Wicks is doing his, you know, daily PE stuff for the kids yeah. at the moment. I think there's, there's loads of adults doing the same thing. So, yeah, there's loads of little things out there at the moment. But my first port of call is go to our website, have a look at that. That way is to keep moving. And, um, you know, that, that'll give you the help and the, the tips you need to, to keep going. Yeah, I think that's really good because, you know, it's a great thing that there's so much out there. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it can be quite overwhelming. You know yeah. what is it that you choose? What which workout do you do you follow and stuff like that? So having like a a place where you can just go to and and, and look at right this is these are the steps that you can take just to start. I think that's yeah. that's, a, that's a really good thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's all there. So it, it breaks it down into different sections. So there's some stuff in there for older adults, and yeah. uh, you know, like I said, there's the stuff around the this girl can campaign, or you know, children, and young people. So there's loads of stuff in there as well. So. Yeah, so I, I saw something in there was, um, you know, kind of keeping active with their kids, and it was like dancing yeah. to Disney, which is <laughs> <laughs> brilliant me, advice. But... Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. So. What you're seeing is a lot of the parents are doing these activities with with the kids. So you know, and I don't have kids myself, but I know people that do. And you know, two weeks into this, it's becoming a little bit strange. You know, the number of in online of things just like this with their kids whizzing around the background or coming to sit on their knee and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So it's just a, it's just a great way of a burning off a little bit of their energy, but also a good way for you to just break away from your you know, staring at your screen yeah. for all day, which, you know, when we're in these circumstances, it's a lot easier to sit looking at your laptop all day than it is actually yeah. in the office. So um, all these things help. And personally, during this time, how are you keeping active and, and moving? So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a walker and a stationary cyclist at the moment. Right. So um, we are we, we do one of two walks. So we either have... A, a quick half an hour in the morning, so straight out of bed, go for a, a walk to the uh, basically the end of the end of the road, which is a couple of miles and back, and you know, and I'll then go on the, the exercise bike. And um, but what we're going to do today is we'll do our slightly long, longer walk, so it's about four or five miles at the end of the day, uh, done in under an hour, but you know, down the canal, get some fresh air. And it was a lot nicer last week when it was a bit sunnier, but. Yeah. Uh, this week's a bit colder, but it's fine. You know, it's the it's the the clothes that aren't right, not the not the conditions apparently. Yeah. So um, <laughs> very true. Yeah. So just just trying to do as much as I can really, and because uh, it is easier. A lot of people have seen it. You know, talking about you know that walk to the fridge is really really easy, but yeah. know, stopping that walk <laughs> to the fridge and going doing something else isn't so easy. So exactly. yeah, um, that's that's my routine at the moment. Brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's really useful stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad to see the variety of different things that you are doing, you've been doing, and you're you're going to be doing in the future. Um, my final question regarding this will probably be, what excites you the most about the future and what you're doing and what you're expecting mm-hmm. to achieve? I think there's um, yeah, everything that's going on now has high, highlighted it. 
for me, it's, you know, we've, we've got to improve the health of the residents of, 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 of Greater Manchester, you know, make, make ourselves more resilient, but also the, the big change is, you know, it's how you feel when you start doing the right things. Yeah. So, you know, when I, you know, before all this happened, I was going to the gym and I was doing my run in the morning. And I was always that guy that went, you know, I'm not, I'm not about that. I, I, I don't see how you can enjoy doing that. And now I'm sneakily going around telling people, going, actually, I, I ran this morning and I feel brilliant, you know. Yeah. And I never thought I'd be the guy that would say that. So yeah. that that feeling you get from doing that activity, you know, has to be. You have to feel it to know how good it feels, and that's yeah. that's why I encourage people to go and do it. But really, if we can we can do that, and our big target is around getting two million people, you know, moving by 2021. We're not that far away from it. If we can start doing those things, then we start making big differences, you know. And that's you know, we, we start talking about helping the NHS. That would be a huge thing for helping the NHS. Yeah. Is if we can all start looking after ourselves a little bit better, yeah. we don't put as much pressure on those guys. So, ultimately, those are the things that are exciting, really. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, and and I'm really kind of grateful of the fact that people like you exist and and the organization of Greater Sport. Um, you know, I'm really rooting for you guys to not only reach to million, but go way beyond that by 2021. I think we'll need to uh, circle back at that time to see where you yeah. are. Um, yeah. And obviously, from our point of view, we'll do whatever we can from our side to, to help mm -hmm. you to get that number. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, yeah, uh, really appreciate your time. Appreciate the advice. Um, and yeah, stay stay healthy um, and, and let's you. get through this. And, and yeah, yeah. circle so back later on. Yeah, stay safe. That's the, that's the, the phrase of the moment, isn't it? And stay, stay safe. home. Stay, stay at home. Yeah, you're going out, be careful. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like, share and subscribe to our channel. And let us know in the comments what you liked or didn't like and who our next guest should be. For more content like this, make sure you follow all of our social media channels and don't forget to download the Orphe Active app to find a variety of sporting and fitness activities near you to easily find and join. We'll see you at the next Orphe Hangout.